Welcome to the Just Believe Podcast. I'm your host, Herbie Mack. Look, this podcast is raw, authentic, and unscripted. We're going to turn these hard conversations into conversations. This is the only way we can break the stigma when it comes to mental health and suicide prevention. Now, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review, baby. I need them five stars. Sit back, enjoy the show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Just Believe Podcast. Today, I am honored to meet this young man. I'm, I'm ready to hear his story. And I heard a little bit of it, but you know I got to share it with you. Christopher, how you doing today, man? Doing quite well. How about yourself, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed to, to, to get an opportunity to meet you. I heard a lot about you. Appreciate that. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let me see what he's about. Let me hear his story. Okay. It sounds interesting. We got to have him on. There's no hesitation about it. Well, thank so you. I can't, I'm excited, I can't, too. I can't tell your story better than you, so please share it with right. the audience. All right. Um... There are quite a few variables <laughs> related to this, but I'll just say this. November 23rd, 2009 is when it all came together, when I put my gun to my head to take my life. And I started compressing the trigger and I heard a voice. I literally heard a voice telling me, you know, like to call my mom, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm just call her. You know, she works outside of the country. She's busy. She'll always get back to me. But it may be, you know, a few hours, a day or so, um, but she picked up on the first ring. And I was shook because I wasn't expecting that. And I had already committed, already made my mind up. I, you know, I was like, I had an HK USB subcompact 40 caliber that I was just, I was like, I'm going to make sure it's done. And she said, hey, what's up? I said, look, just know I love you. And she's like, okay, I love you too. She was like, what's going on? I said, nothing. I just wanted to call you and tell you I love you. And she was like, all right, you know, what's going on? And I said, nothing. You know, she said, talk to me. I said, look, I'm not being manipulative, conniving, trifling, or anything like that, but I'm going to kill myself. And I at least want to let you know I love you. So from there, she said, what is it that you want? Not like, you know, what do you want? Why are you calling me? But it's like, yo, what do you want? This is like Not, a, the, the mother love of like, no, son, like, what is it? That yeah, you want? yeah, right, right. And I was like, yo, it doesn't matter. The reason I'm saying that I was a father at 15. So I started having sex because I was molested when I was younger. So by being molested, being exposed to these things. I was molested by men and women. So the trauma from earlier. Yeah, was just built up. Right. And I remember being at school, even in locker rooms, getting undressed and my mind, you know, where and I'm like, God, please don't let me be gay. Please don't let me be gay. And I'm running home crying. And from that time, like, I'm talking about like 10, 11 years old. I wanted to die. And I mean, there were times, you know, there were times when I was a teenager where, you know, I would have people's guns and I would sleep with it under my pillow because this is how I rationalized it. The Bible says, you know, or I, I don't know about, I wouldn't say the Bible in church. We were taught if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. Yeah. So I was like, all right, there's gotta be a loophole because it says it's worse on those that know and do than those that don't know and do. So I'll sleep with it under my pillow, pointed at my head with my finger and the trigger. And if it goes off in the middle of the night, then I didn't, kill myself it just happened you're trying to justify it exactly exactly um and 
that just threw me for a loop trying to figure out peace, how to find peace. Because in my mind, the only way for there to be peace was for there to be death and this to be over with. So I ended up getting a call when I was 15, I think in like December uh, of, what was it, 92? And they're like, yo, you, you know, your son has our daughter pregnant. And I was in my gut, I was like, yo, I don't think this child is mine. I was told, shut up, you know, take care of your responsibilities. So that's what I did. I went to school, I played sport, I worked and took care of my baby from the time I was in high school on. Fast forward, ended up, I was, I had a college scholarship for football, messed my knee up, and then I was just working. April 1st, 1996, a friend of mine ended up getting murdered. And I found out at like two in the morning, and someone was saying, I was like, yo, like, stop playing. It's like, this is not funny. Like, it's April Fool's Day. I get it, man. It's, that's not something to joke about. And they were like, no, yeah. Boozer, I'm serious. So with that, I'm sitting on the edge of the bed. And I'm, I'm telling you, when I say divinely ordered my entire life, it all, this all ties together. You know, I'm no, just I got trying you. to give you I, back. No, you, you, you good. You good. Cause I, it, I'm going to, I have some questions to ask cause I yeah, want absolutely. people to understand it. Um, before we get to, to, to the next. Okay. Thing, it sounds like the, the conversation between your mom and you during that moment right. of, of your crisis, it seemed like, I don't know what she said to you, but it made you think twice like you know what well that's what like that's what all of this is leading up into okay when i was saying i can't yeah you know because she was like what do you want i was like i can't it's too late it doesn't matter so you know i'll speak through it uh um, no 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 there's no rush man i want no. i want you i want yeah. okay I, no 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 okay. because i like i'm i'm trying to because there's so much you're trying to circle it around yeah yeah right. yeah so with that um his funeral was on my daughter's birthday, like April 5th of 96, I believe it was that Saturday. And I'm there inside of the, um, as we're having the service, and I hear a voice saying, you need to leave or your daughter's going to be coming to your funeral. And I was facing like four counts of five to 10 for some stuff. This time that I didn't do, you know, like it's always, I didn't do it, but no, this yeah. time I really didn't. But um, there's all kinds of crazy loopholes in Arizona where you can just being associated with the person in the vicinity. It's just, it's all bad. Oh, but, bro. It's the, it's the same like in the Bronx. Yeah, exactly. Guilty, exactly. guilty by association. Right, right. So with that, I told the um, sergeant, I was like, look, I'm about to go to to college. And they were like, really? Are you really going? I was like, listen, I'm gone. And they were like, if you're leaving, I can make all this go away. I said, listen, I'm gone for real. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I went away to Grambling State, received my bachelor's degree. But then I went up to, uh, to grad school in Kansas State, came back to Arizona to work. And I was working in my office building where I was when I received an email because I had a DNA test eventually done. Zero percent probability that the child was mine, my daughter, for 11 years. So. She became my reason for living because I was like, that's not fair, you know, to do this to a child. She didn't ask to be here. So it gave me an excuse not to do it. But now that she's gone, those issues that had been around for the past 11 years, the mental issues had never been dealt with. 
it so, just packed away. Right. My stu- like I ended up going through a depression for like six years. My student loans defaulted. Like it was just all bad. My home almost got foreclosed on. So when she asked, she said, go after what you wanted. I, w- I was like, well, I wanted to go to Thunderbird, you know, grad school. And she was like, go after. I said, I can't. My student loans are defaulted. Like there was no way I didn't have the money or anything like that. And she said, just go. She said, you can always come back to killing yourself. And is it okay if I use any baby profanity or like- Bro, you good, bro. Okay, I'm we just this, making sure. Look, bro, you can talk about, if you name the gun, you are good, bro. <laughs> look, 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 look. Okay, if I didn't stop you, did we good. Nah, this podcast, right. man, it, it's real and unscripted, man. It, it right. is what it is. And, and, so I, when, and I let people know about it. So you good. All right, I just want to make out of respect for you and your audience. Nah, you good, man. They, they, they hear me curse, so it's fine. Oh, okay, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right. So with it, when she said, you can always come back to killing yourself, I thought, that's a good-ass point. (laughs) And that was the bottom line. Yeah. Because what I realized is, okay, I can go after it. The shit don't work, you know? I just be done that way. And then, okay, you really can't tell me to try anything else because I tried, it didn't work, I'm done. Well, it was uh, November 28th, 2009, when I had an opportunity to meet with the individual over at admissions at Thunderbird. And I said, look, I want to be here. And enrollment ended November 30th. Number one international business school in the world. I said, I want to be here. He's like, yeah, we can get you in. See about getting you in next year. I said, no, no, no. I want to be here now. I said, but look, I haven't done my GMAT, my application, my letters of recommendation or my essay. That's the whole application. Yeah, that's everything. <laughs> that's everything, right? <laughs> yeah. He looked at me sideways like, how long would it take you to get it? I said, give me two weeks. And when I said it, I was like, where did that come from? Yeah. Well, December 15, 2009, he said, I want to call you personally and tell you congratulations. And I'm like, yo. Call mom's like, yo, I got accepted. Isn't it? And she was like, all right. She was like, well, go. I said, wait, this is like $200,000. I can't afford this. I don't have the money. She said, just go. We figured that out later. You know, within the first couple of weeks, like drop ad, if you don't have the money paid, they yeah. get rid of you. Yeah. I went the entire first semester without paying. They would call, what's going on? I was like, oh, it's on the way. And I didn't know, but I just kept going. I learned to write down, you know, like your goal. So mine was, I'm so happy and grateful that I'm a graduate of Thunderbird School of Global Management, April 29, 2011. And I would just say it over and over, visualize it, feel it over and over and just over and over. And eventually I ended up graduating. Not only did I graduate, I wouldn't do it now, but I sang the national anthem at graduation. Because that third verse, you know, like, yeah, Francis Scott Key. Nope, what are you yeah. talking about? Yep, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. so the words she spoke of you can always come back to killing yourself, it really was that like, okay, I have nothing to lose. So even when it said the opportunity and hopelessness, like, you you playing with house money. You yeah. know, it's like the most dangerous man is an injured man in a boxing ring because he's fighting for his life at this point yeah. and he has nothing to lose. So with me, it really reframed my mindset and perspective about life. And I started digging to understand how it all happened because it, if people believe in miracles, that it definitely was one. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's so, powerful. Um, honestly, man, I'm... It's crazy how the universe works, right? Because in your yeah. mind, when you're in that dark place and you hear that voice and you're like, 
Yeah, she ain't gonna pick up anyway. I'll leave a voicemail. Right. I'll right. leave a voicemail. But this yeah. is the universe is like, no, 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 no. You ain't going out right. like this. Not right, today. right, right, right. You you have a bright future. Yeah. I got I got the universe got a plan for you. You just don't right. see it yet. You just living in the moment. And and this is why I tell people when we're going through our crisis, call the closest person to you that knows you. Your mom knows. She knows yeah. what to say, right? Like, I know my son. Pete. To this day, she doesn't remember saying any of that. Oh, but it always works out like this. Yeah, that's, look, I'm getting chills because it's like the universe <laughs> it, it was like, like, let me step into that body and let me talk. Man, oh man. So so I, I lived in the Bronx for a while and I was in the middle of, I was coming home late from work, trying to grind, get ready to take my kids to school the next day. Two gang members, two blood members is in front of my building. They arguing about, you know, money. And... um. One is the OG, one is the young boy. And he's like, yo, I ain't got it. Situation evolves. Like, it goes crazy real fast. So I'm like, yo, there's only three of us out here. It's 2.30 Word. in the morning. Word. Ain't nobody. But, you know, when they, they they in their moment, they're arguing. They're not looking around to see who's around. They don't. They could give a damn about that. Right. And, you know, instantly you hear the sound of the gun or whatnot. And I heard a shot. Man, I'm talking, I'm hauled ass, like Hussein Bolt. We out, right? <laughs> right, 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 and, right. And, and as I get into my building, I'm like, okay, well, obviously I can't wait for the elevator. Let me go into the staircase. And to have them like follow me, right? I'm going in and out because it's two of them. And I got to lose one. And the one is like, oh, nah, B, I run into the other. Luckily, they never saw my face, right? But they just hear the footsteps and they're like, yo, I'm going to kill you. No, I'm going to kill you by the brace of the universe, a God, whoever you want to word, say, word. the divine, I was able to shook, I shook both of them, got home. Instantly, I called my girlfriend. She's like, hey, um, yo, we got to get you out. Come to Tampa where I'm at. You know, I'm in school, but we can figure something out the next mm. semester once I get out. Boom. To this day, <laughs> right? I haven't been back. <laughs> no, no, no. To this day, she don't remember this conversation ever oh, happened. Oh, really? Yes. Lord. Yes. I'm like, yo, Listen. I'm telling my story. She's like, when did this happen? I'm like, bro, I called you damn near <laughs> on the phone. What do you mean? When did this happen? Yeah, you know? And But it's crazy because it had to be something, as you said, that took over her to say, yes. get the hell out of Dodge. And, and and it's crazy. I just said it's just crazy that you said that. And I said that to her all the time. I was like, it had to be something to take over you. And now man. she's like, man, I don't that really happened. I'm like, yeah. She's like, no, nah, this sounds like a movie. I'm like, you think I'm gonna tell the world I, I tripped up the stairs? <laughs> right. <laughs> I right. tripped running up the stairs. I was Biden before Biden. Like, come right, on, right, you know right, what right. I mean? And 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 for her, like she looks at it like, wow, like, yo, this is crazy. And, and she's my superhero because she was the one who found me during my crisis. Mm. And she knew something was wrong because she's been my high school sweetheart. Like, you know, we've been on and off for, so cool. for, for forever. She knows me better than I know myself to this day, right? Oh, I already know what you want. All right, <laughs> I'm going to order your food, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, thank you. Appreciate it. You already know how I like it and, and whatnot. And it's crazy that during this time, your mom picks up and she already knew something was wrong. You're just like, hey, I love you. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. What's 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 really going on? And for yeah. her to say that, she knows like my son is not going to do this. My son knows better because he knows he can really achieve whatever he wants. He's just having a bad moment right now, and that that's powerful. Um, I'm I'm from one man to another man. I yeah. want to tell you, you are a superhero. 
for sharing this story and, and the journey that. that you went through. Like, I always tell people the path that we take is not, like our path is already born. Like when we're born, our path is already made, right? No matter what choices we make, the, yo, the universe is gonna say, get back on it, get back on it. Yeah, we have when, the choice whether we listen or not, yeah. come back on or not. Yeah. Exactly. And and for you to experience all this roller coaster effect, right? Of like, yo, this is a high. Okay, they say I'm a father, I'm a man up, and I'm gonna do the best I could do. Right. Right. As a right? child, man. Yeah, yeah. That that's by itself is like King Kong nuts, right? <laughs> like seriously, because I know guys that's like. I know that's that's not mine. I'm out. But then for you to say, to 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 say, you know what? Okay, it is what it is. Let me actually learn about the childhood trauma that I experienced. Let me actually go back into right. that foundation that right. was like I didn't have a. I'm a child because like when we're kids, you know, from what we learn from to born to seven, we program. Absolutely. And for you to, to for you to ex- yeah, so you 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 experiencing this, that could have your life could have literally went left to where you could have became a monster, right? But you was like, nah, you know what? That's not me. I'm gonna just pretty much disregard this and be comfortable with who I am. I don't give a damn if this person thinks I'm gay, bisexual, whatever. Right. I was a child. It took advantage right. of exactly. me. Exactly. Like you that. I mean? That has nothing to do with me. You know, like if you have an innocent person that is like mistreated, you don't blame the innocent person and label them for being mistreated. Thank you. Thank you. I get you. You said it well, my man. You said it well, because people do that. We put we put blame on others. Right. On the victim. Right. Right. When you see like a celebrity in a um, domestic violence type of thing or sexual abuse, you know, she want the money. Now he want the money. How do you know? Right. Why right. are you blaming a person? Somebody probably took advantage of the, like, Bill Cosby. We all was like, yo, it's Bill Cosby. He ain't going to do that. He ain't going to, it's Bill Cosby. But then facts started coming out. And it was like, yeah, blaming the victim before you even know the whole story. Understand the story. Right? I always tell people, like, labels are made for, for jars, not people. Right. Learn right. the people first. Let's figure out, like, before anything, like, um, uh, what's this? What is the guy named Jesse Smoothier, right? Smoothier, whatnot. When he came out with the whole thing, I'm everybody's like going up. I'm like, nah, I got to hear the whole story first. And with me, right. that's just how I am. No matter right. who it is, let me hear right. the whole story before I go gun hole for this person. And then before I have to snatch my- you emotionally and have yeah. you looking silly. Like, yeah, like no matter what, like let me let me understand this. And then what I try to explain to people, especially for this podcast, I'm a very empathetic person, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm a very non-judgmental, non-judgmental type of person for a reason, because of my trauma. And when I explain my situation, my story, I don't want anybody to look at me like, did they really do that? Are you right. over-exaggerating? Right. Ain't nobody did this to you. It's all in your mind. And it's like, no, that's the wrong way to treat someone. Right. Well, you, I, you know, as you say that, something that just helped me so much i had a gentleman tell me said you got to stop caring what people think and the things that hold us back it's just that Mm -hmm. you know worrying about your you know like how people will view you and we're reared you you carry the family name and reputation and someone helped me to see reputation is what other people think of you yeah 
your character is who you are. I love it. I love so, it. So I don't worry about my reputation because I know my character is flawless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question. Um, because I told my homeboys, like, you know, we're both, we're both, you know, black, African-American. Um, and I told my homeboys about like my, my suicidal ideation. Right. Mm-hmm. And like they, my homeboys, I get, they laughed at me, not in the sense of like, yeah, you pulling my leg, Herbie, like, yo, come on, man. Like you joking. Right. But in a sense of like, damn, like my homie is going through something and I don't know what to say. Right. That nervous laugh. That, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like, yo, are you serious right now? And it's more than, yo, just keep your head up. It's like, no, my homie's really going through that. And, and right. I really started that podcast for that person who is actually going through something or somebody, maybe, maybe somebody might just check it out. Just like, they're not going through it, but they want the knowledge. And I tell people it, it's hard to unpack on somebody when they're not prepared, but why won't you just guide them in the right way? Right. Like just, Hey, I don't know what to really say. I'm listening. I'm bet. I Google this number, bro. Call them. Right. Cause if we don't talk right. about it in our community, how can we learn about it? Right. right. Like, like when I first came out and shared my story to the to social media, the world, Google, and all that, the amount of men that came in my DMs, bro, I was not prepared for. There was like, wow. there was like, thank you. Wow. I, you're the first guy that I've seen that opened up like this, and you look like me. And right. it's like, like, bro, it's sharing your emotions is not a black, white, male, female. It's a human thing. Right. We just have to learn to to understand. Okay, cool. You sharing your story. I told you, bro, I appreciate it. You are opening up to the world in a sense of you are not the only one. So if there's someone that looks like you or even sound like you or even like just the idea of like, man, I'm a male and I'm going through this. Word. But he did this. He went on this podcast and opened up and shared his story. Yo, there's there's hope. There is hope of me overcoming my trauma and being successful like how you are. And I yeah. love it. I love it. Um, I appreciate that, man. I yeah, appreciate man. you. I, so there's a question that I'm going to ask you. Um, so as far as like, now you, you become the man, you're like, yo, mm-hmm. mom, we made it. We made it. <laughs> Did you, after that, like, after your tra- traumatic crisis, right? Like, you know, did you once think about going to, to see a therapist or any therapy or anything like that? How did you learn how to heal? <laughs> The most important thing any person can ever do is read. Hands down, that's the best thing. I went to psychiatrists, counselors, and I'm grateful for my process because in the process, I was able to see that they weren't out to help me. You know, here, take this med. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, you have anxiety, panic attacks, PTSD. Yeah, you you need to here stay you know stay medicated. Let me ask you this: Did they get a chance to 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 try to learn you, like try to get to know you, try to understand, or it was just more of a, hey, take this. That it's like a double-edged sword (laughs) because when they're sitting there listening, what I've gleaned from my experience is they're not listening to learn you. They're listening so that they can find the things to identify which med to give you, which treatment plan to put you on, and the way that they can justify it in their paperwork so they can get paid. 
The reason I say that is because I was going back to this uh, same psychiatrist and I ended up traveling. I traveled around the world to find solutions for the challenges I was going through. Like for real, not just, oh, you know, I'm gonna go to the doctor. Look, nah, I'm gonna go out of the country. I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go there. And one of the things that I was pointed to that was a God send. It's a book called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. There's a chapter called Serenity. <laughs> Calmness of mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom. Bro, that's I, I have that book on my audible, bro. That's why I made listen, that phase. I, listen, bro, I saw it like as soon as you were like <laughs> but the, the way he the way he wrote that book was so simple. So simple. So simple. And like even Serenity, it's an adaptation of the scripture or the, the parable in the Bible where they were going across the sea and the storm was raging up. And he said, you know, oh, care it's not that we perish. And he said, oh, ye of little faith, peace be still. So at the end, when it says, say unto your heart, peace be still. Well, the, a gentleman told me, said, write this out every single day for 90 days. Now, I had been on meds for anxiety, panic attacks, PTSD. They said I had been dealing with it for over 20 years. Well, within five days, four or five days, I stopped taking the meds. Have never taken them since. And just started getting better and better. I mean, I was texting it like when I was in Jamaica in, you know, a car on a bumpy road. Yeah. Text, and it, it, you know how long the chapter is. But that's how committed I was to yeah. my healing and my health. After finishing with that, it was a couple months later, I had another appointment with the psychiatrist. She said, how have you been doing? I said, oh, I'm doing amazing. Things are wonderful. I'm just, I'm grateful. And, you know, yeah, I'm really happy now. You know, I'm at peace. She's like, oh, that sounds so great. We can lower your dosage now. I said, lower my dosage? What's that? I said, I stopped <laughs> taking that months ago. <laughs> she said, oh no, you can't stop taking that. You could go crazy. Things yeah. feel bad. You can get it. And I was like, and I just looked at her and I saw her trying to play on fear. Yeah. Play on ignorance because she saw money slipping out the door. There's a question that I want to want to ask you about. Um, how was the relationship as far as like the language barrier? Like, was there a language? With I tell, psychiatrist? Yeah, because I tell people there's a certain language, right? Like, I recommend, like, you know, people to, to go to therapy to unpack Absolutely. whatever whatever they, they want to, right. right? But you have to go to the right one that speak your language. Absolutely. So if I if I sit there and I start saying like a Jay-Z line or something like that, you look at me like, yo, what, what are you talking about? If I'm saying a Drake or a J. Cole, like, right. yo, you know? Right. And you looking at me like, yo, what are you talking about? You know? Right. I, you ain't the one for me. <laughs> well, and see, that's something I know that we have learned as people with a higher degree of melanin, black folks, <laughs> we learn the code switch, you know? So, like, <laughs> oh, that in this, my day right there <laughs> already. But uh, what I, I went to, a, I went to several throughout my life. The one I got to give her a shout out when I was in college, she helped. I mean, this was before the, you know, like the attempted suicide, but. Dr. Karen Martin, she she told me, she said, Boozer, you don't have to be perfect. And trying to be flawless because it was just like, there's so much in my past that nothing was ever good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like when you like deal with that, like she was the one that blessed me, but the others, their language, like I'm telling you, man, I, I have, a, I believe I have a gift of being able to see people 
and I just saw like it's dollar signs, man. Yeah. The entire the entire like industry is dollar signs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, there's some stuff I'm gonna tell you off here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it now. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, no, I say that um, because uh, I went through to similar experiences you. And there was obviously a massive disconnect, right? Like I went right, home. Right. I know I said I was gonna say it off here, but F it. Um <laughs> so I went to a mental health facility, right? Because okay. I, I was suicidal and I attempted it multiple days in a row. And the psychiatrist there that was running that place, um, he was an asshole. That's it, that's the nicest way I can right. say it. Yeah. Um, so he never had a conversation. He just looked at my foul and was like, Oh, you're Oh, you're from the Bronx. Oh, oh, okay. You probably don't understand these words. And wow. being from the Bronx, bro, like I get it a lot. People, people treat the Bronx like a third world country, right? Like, and I get it. And I, I've been the underdog my whole life and been trying to prove people wrong. Like people are from the Bronx are pretty much intelligent. You guys are just underestimating them because it's the Bronx, right? right. And there was such a disconnect. And when I signed myself up and I read the, the the papers and it says like, Hey, you have to perform within these 30 uh, and these 72 hours, like, you know, they do a judgmental test on you. Right. To see like, do you need to be here longer? Or was it just like the, the chicken little with the skies falling type of moment right, where it's like right. the world was too much for him. So anyway, as I'm like, like, Hey, that's it. You don't have anything to say. He just wrote something down. It's like, here you go. And I'm like, bro, I'm a person. I'm not a robot. Right. You're giving right. me something that, first of all, I can't even pronounce. Right. Right. Like, yo, I ain't never heard this. Right. Like, I don't even know what it is. You didn't explain what it does. You just said, I have a chemical imbalance based off of something that you read. You didn't really sit down to get to know the person. Hey, what is going on? So there was right. already a, the language barrier. Right. Exactly. But I already built a, a, a core with the, with the nurses there. Right. They got me. And I was like, yo, look, I'm not taking any of this. Right. My my wife works in the medical field. I'm good. I ain't taking this. Right. Right. And and so they gave me like coping methods to use. Right. Simple things. The basic things like writing and learning how to like mm. grounding. Right. And I was like, what the hell is grounding? Well, I yeah. don't know what that is. And they explained it, showed me phenomenal nurses. Right. Right. And I had to the whole time the guy's trying to hold me there because I refused to take what he prescribed because of. Exactly. Um, exactly. Long story short, another psychiatrist came and was like, dude, you checked all the boxes. You're doing your group therapy. You made it. You're fine. Go seek some more ther therapy to learn how to heal. And at this time, bro, I was broke. I, I ain't had not near a dollar in the name, okay? <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> like, I can right? understand. But I, but I used those same philosophies that they taught me, the nurses, right? And then I took it a step further and was like, yo, I called the suicide lifeline number. Let me call them again and ask them for resources. And they provide some more resources. And they was like, hey, there's a waiting list for free therapy for three months. Bro, I ain't got it. I don't got three months right. to wait. I need right. three months of right now. Age. I, yeah. yeah, just, you know, and I was able to heal on that. And- Congratulations, healing, brother. Appreciate it, man. Started that healing journey, right? It took me about two and a half years, right? And the powerful thing besides reading was me getting this little notebook and writing my little heart out and understanding why the hell do I feel like this? Yeah. And that helped me. Writing is cathartic, man. Bro, I'm so trying cathartic. to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Sometimes, like, you know, I, I do it. And and especially if there's, like, something to piss me off. Like, 
Bro, I'm mad somebody cut me off, bro. <laughs> I'm really mad somebody cut well, that's, me off. That's because you're from the Bronx and y'all didn't drive, you know? So you probably didn't drive until you were oh, like bro, no, no, right? No, 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 no. About uh, not 19, I was driving. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, you yeah. can't get your license until 18, right? Yeah, yeah, about 19 I was driving. Yeah. But in the Bronx, if you could drive in the Bronx, you could drive anywhere. But I'm so that, used no, to that's that. what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. So, like I'm so, so used bad. To, but I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm such a chill person. I'm like, yo, I'm really letting someone actions affect me. Man, I'm gonna write this out, tear it up. All right, it's gone. That 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 emotions. Yeah. I'm holding on to that for no reason. Right. Get out of my life. Right. I, I I gotta I gotta go be dad. You know what I mean? Let me actually embrace the dad and embrace changing these nasty diapers and getting yelled at all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 stuff like that and that method helped me out so much. Writing helped me slow Absolutely. the world down. When people was talking about the pandemic finally slowing down, bro, I was ahead of you. Y'all now just catching up. Right. Listen, I'm <laughs> I'm so with, like, even, so you know where I said, my mother said, you can always come back to killing yourself. Yeah. That's actually the name of the book I'm writing because I'm documenting everything as far as what I went through, you know, the tools that I use and the things that I've learned since. So it would be like a one-stop shop for people that are aching, that are hurting, that don't know which way to go. So like everything you're saying, man, <laughs> the writing piece, I've written poetry my entire life. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen with it. But now, you know, like my wife and I, we're writing music. Like she's a musician. Fire. Okay. Like okay. fire. Whitney, Whitney Jones music. She's unbelievable. Okay. But. Okay. I might, I'm gonna I'm have to check that out. No, do yourself a favor, and okay. I'm not just I'm not just gassing her up. Like you, so you're familiar with Berkeley College of Music, right? That's where she graduated from. B. Okay, come on now. So Listen, yeah, yeah. That's why I was come like, cool. So, you gotta but, be you gotta be cut from a certain certain cloth just to get in, and then and to the finish. Grad- <laughs> Bro, so, they don't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah. So I oh, mean, yeah. with it, like the writing, all of it has. It's like. As when you said you write it down, it's gone. That's so real because you'll be in the middle of it, and then all of this will come out. And then you, I remember going back and rereading it, like, damn, I was angry. I was you know? mad about that. Yeah, exactly. Right, bro, right. I'm mad about that. Like, yeah. Right. So, so that helped me out. Um, but before we go, I, I, I have a question to to ask you. Absolutely. Now, overcoming this journey, right? If you can go back in time and speak to that young man who's getting ready to hit adult life, what advice would you give yourself? I tell myself to trust my gut. Don't ever doubt it. Every situation where I listen to my gut, whether I was doing dirt or what I was doing, what I was, when I listened, things were cool. When I didn't listen, I was like, dang it, I knew it. So, I would say, stop caring what people think. Those that are meant to be there for you will be there for you. Don't personalize any person's person's actions or decisions because it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And this last piece, as bad as it is, that's how beautiful it is on the other end. If you just continue to live, because the only way for this universe to exist is with duality. You can't have up without down. You can't have left without right. You can't. So if you've gone through all this hell, what does that say about the beauty that's there for you also? So keep going and know the more crap you go through, you're just going to have more beautiful grass that's going to grow. 
I love it. That's powerful. Powerful. Well said, young man. I appreciate so, you, sir. Yeah, man. Um, before we go, um, tell everybody where to find you at. And if you want, you can still plug the missus in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, you know, I have to, you know, yeah, because yeah. It's, I, I not, it's not just about her talent. What she does is she's looking to speak to people's souls. Like when you talk about soul music, like she's doing a project now called 52 where every week she's releasing a new song and it's something from the heart that comes, I've seen it, it comes from the universe. She's like, oh, here it is. And then she just starts going. So you can find me at Move Your Dreams on IG or uh, Facebook. Um, I'm also Christopher A. Boozer on Facebook and my website, moveyourdreams.com. I'm looking to help any and every person because sometimes that last ditch effort is the most important effort. And if anyone is willing to try, then I guarantee you, I can show you what I've learned. And every person that has used that has helped. I've helped mothers whose children, whose son killed themselves that was five years old, found their dad's gun, killed himself. Other people who've gone through suicide attempts, murdered, like um, relatives murdering themselves and trying to murder them as well. Like I, it's the full gambit of emotions and experiences that people can go through. I've been able to help people and I just want to help any and every person. So if you need it, moveyourdreams.com, cboozer at moveyourdreams.com. And it's the letter C B O O Z E R at moveyourdreams.com. And my wife is Whitney Jones music at on Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Do yourself a favor. Check us both out. I love it. I love it. Until then guys, we have to go and see you next week. Peace. Thank you. Today's episode of the Just Believe podcast. Thank you for listening. If you're currently going through a mental health challenge, don't be scared to look in the show notes and reach out to those resources. If people are going to put labels on you, tell them, look, labels are made for jars, not people. Whatever obstacles that's facing in front of you, you can overcome that as long as you just believe. Until then, I'll see you next week. Peace.